Going beyond the headline with Aldrin Simpia. It is now 14 minutes before 4 o'clock. We're in conversation next uh, with Colin Erakia, who is the operations manager at Gauteng's Emergency Services, and now joining us on the line. Colin, good afternoon. Thank you so much for making time for us. Tell us about your festive season plans and also um, what your advice is to motorists as well as residents in general when it comes to the festive season and things that they need to look out for. Uh, thank you, Aaron, um, and good afternoon to you and the listeners. I think yeah, the, the message from Gauteng EMS is uh, the first one is to protect our paramedics. We have an increase of paramedic attacks, and it goes hand in hand uh, uh, with the hoax calls that come in. That, are, that is the call that prank calls, or uh, in, in another way to say it, is that when we get these prank calls, especially at, uh, at 7 uh, to 7 in the evenings, it's related to paramedic attacks because there's no actual patients. And if you look at the current statistics, we're averaging between 2,500 and 4,000 calls a day this festive period, and 3% of those calls are hoax calls. So we call on the public out there uh, to please protect our guys when they come out there to those communities and they see any suspicious uh, activity, uh, help us uh, with the law enforcement uh, we've put in various measures in terms of panic buttons, cameras, but yeah, uh, I think that's one of the things that's uh, uh, you know dropping our staffing levels when it comes to the festive period. But in terms uh, onto the broader festive plan, I think cutting emergency medical services, uh, we have footprint in the five uh, in the five districts. Uh, we've we've also leave we've we've have strict leave plans. We ensure that, you know, for the 12 months, our leave is aggregated over those 12 months so that everybody has a fair share to take leave. And then we have quite a a substantial strength available for the festive period. So as you know, we have different resources uh, as pronounced by our principals uh, in terms of emergency vehicles. So it's just not ambulance vehicles that are there. We have the intensive care unit vehicles that specialize in your priority uh, cases, there's your serious life-threatening cases that they can do, uh, respond to these cases. We use response cars, and if it transfers between um, medical facilities, that's your academic hospitals or your trauma hospitals, we use these intensive care uh, unit ambulances that move priority patients. It could be adults, it could be neonates, it could be gynecology or or obstetric patients, but we use these vehicles. We also have uh, Response vehicles that are readily available. Houting has 57 uh, EMS base stations where we uh, our resources are responding from. So we more make sure that we have adequate uh, response vehicles. We have also have managers on standby that at any given time, there's plus minus 20 managers on standby day and night to respond to any emergencies or any fatality or any mass casualty incident or major incident taking place in freeways, even buildings, infrastructure, uh, collapses, or, or mass gathering events like your, your Val Dam or your other dams like your Bronco Spray Dam or your parks, etc. We have managers on standby. But also that the service delivery model for Houting EMS, we also have Houting scheduled emergency transport and planned patient transport. These vehicles do on an hour, two hourly basis, they move between clinics and hospitals. Uh, and this is the provincial clinics and hospitals. They pick up the less 
injured people, and they don't have these clinics don't have to call for an ambulance. They just go on a routine basis and pick them up. We have set routes, so that limits the hospitals in terms of having a mass in, uh, influx of patients. Patients are being moved around. So the healthcare system is designed that you first enter the primary level, and then you, which is your clinics, your CHCs, your obstetric units. And then you go to the regional and district hospitals, you get referred from the clinics if you're more serious. And then if you're life-threatening, you get, you get transferred to the get academic hospitals. But also, counting EMS, what we do, we have our own triage system that when we do get to a patient, we can say, this is the level of care that you need, and we transport you to the, to the available facility. I think also what we've noticed in, in this festive period has started from December, uh, when the schools, the universities closed, and even last week when major industries closed, is previously we used to have a high number of medical cases, acute and chronic cases. But now what we're seeing is we have uh, the, an increase in the assaults. That's your blunt trauma, your open trauma, and then also on your, on especially gunshots, are, 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 the statistics are very high in gunshots. So I think what we call in public is you know, when they are partaking in the festive period with uh, when they're having uh, alcohol or any other intoxicating substances, we ask them not to drink and drive. And also we ask them to behave out there so that they could limit injury to them and also to others out there. We also asked uh, for the citizens also when it's mass gathering events and they're preparing food in the heat and whatever they're doing, uh, they must just be careful of how they consume it with the heat that it doesn't go off and it leads to food poisoning, et cetera. So we also ask the call on the public, uh, especially in these high public attendance areas, to be careful of the heat. Uh, you know, heat stroke, uh, it's, it's a prevalent thing, so they must keep themselves hydrated, especially the elderly and, and, and the young kids, uh, keep themselves hydrated out of the sun. Um, I think, yeah, that, that is it, uh, Alvin, from, from my side in terms of what we've covered uh, I don't know if there's anything else. Yeah. I, I just wanted to ask, in terms of some of the shack fires that we normally see during this particular period, are there any different interventions to try and avoid that outside of the awareness campaigns? So, so I, I think, yeah, we're working closely with the, with the city of uh, fire departments, and they have, and with them, our teams join them, they have a, a public information education relations advising those uh, vulnerable communities uh, what safety measures to put in place to avoid these, these shack fires. So in, in terms of the use of the paraffin stoves or even if they're using gas, what protective measures to put in place. So that program is ongoing. And uh, obviously, I, I, I think the, the city is on high alert, the fire departments, especially for that. Uh, but also our, in terms of our intergovernment relations, our team from the health department is also going out and advising those communities accordingly. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. That is uh, Colin Erekia, who is the operations manager at Gauteng EMS.